when I think about successful real estate investors that I've seen in the market, all of them thrive because of the team that they've built around them. Best ever listeners, wouldn't it be nice to have a $2 million pre-approval line of credit? Ah, Just think about that. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? How would that help you get more deals done? Because when you submit a pre-approval line of credit with your offer on a fix and flip house, do you think it's going to stand out more? I think so. And our friends at Fund That Flip, you know Fund That Flip, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show before many times. He's a friend of mine. He's also the owner of Fund That Flip and they're a sponsor of today's episode. What they're doing is they're giving a $2 million pre-approval line of credit up to $2 million pre-approval line of credit for qualified buyers. And my gosh, in this competitive buying market, Sellers prefer to sell to buyers who have a high likelihood of closing, right? Makes sense. Well, use this pre-approval line of credit from Fund That Flip, and that will signal to the seller that you're the real deal and you'll be able to close quickly. It's free. All you got to do is go to fundthatflip.com. You've got to qualify that you have prior experience and there's a process but it's free and you need to go to fundthatflip.com to get the pre-approval line of credit because this is a way that's going to help your short-term rehab loan happen because you're going to get the deal for the property where you need the short-term rehab loan. Go to fundthatflip.com and get that pre-approval line of credit for up to $2 million. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many other best ever guests who are just rocking and rolling. And with us today, we have the founder and CEO of Lima One Capital. How you doing, John Warren? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you on the show and a little bit about John and then he'll get into it. Lima One Capital is a mortgage finance company. He and his team have grown it to the East Coast's largest lender for residential real estate investors and home builders. He is a former Marine. So first and foremost, thank you so much for your service. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. And um, he also has an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business, as well as uh, an undergrad from Washington and Lee University. He's raised over $500 million for Lima One Capital, and uh, they're based in Greenville, South Carolina. With that being said, John, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So uh, just like you said, I'm a former infantry officer in the Marine Corps, did a couple deployments to the Middle East. Came back, wanted to get into real estate again. I had been a flipper prior to going in the Marine Corps, so I was familiar with the industry, really enjoyed the before and after look of flipped properties and rehabbed properties and the impact that real estate investors had on the communities and blocks and neighborhoods. So I wanted to get back in the industry and uh, saw an opportunity with all the new regulations to be a professional, straightforward lender to residential real estate investors. So I was able to raise some capital, did some initial loans, started having a track record of lending, 
and today we're in 40 states. We lend short-term rehab loans, fix and flip, so it's a 13-month term to help real estate investors buy rehab and then sell a flip property. We also have a 30-year product geared towards the residential real estate investor that wants to own rental properties, and that's a fully amortizing fixed-rate mortgage and uh, we're about to get into multifamily and commercial as well. So uh, it's been a great ride. We have about 50 full-time employees here in Greenville. We lend in 40 states. We're getting ready to expand to California, Arizona, and Nevada. So it's an exciting time here at Lima One, and uh, we're really excited for the uh, real estate market, investor market in general. And I found out about you all from a guest who I was talking to, and he said that he was getting these multiple loans on single-family homes, and it wasn't factoring in his debt-to-income ratio. And I asked him, you know, who was it? And he said, Lean One Capital. Then I reached out to your team. We got to know each other. And uh, as best ever listeners know, I'm sure you've heard the sponsorship that they have on the show. So full disclosure, they are a sponsor. But I found out about them because I was so darn curious. And one thing that stands out to me is that 30-year product that you have for people who are investing in one to four units. How did you come across that type of structure? And why isn't it out there in the market more prevalent than it currently should be? Well, that's a proprietary product that we literally invented. We saw that all of the traditional lenders had kind of retreated from the market, mostly due to new regulations through Dodd-Frank, all these FDIC, Fannie and Freddie regulations. So it really pushed traditional lenders out of lending on what's considered non-owner occupied investment properties. And even though there are about 14 million rental homes throughout the U.S. that provide amazing housing for those that need to rent or prefer to rent, the traditional lenders weren't lending on that anymore. So what we did was with our track record with the fix and flip, you know, most of our clients are super successful. We have less than a 1% foreclosure rate. So we had a great credible track record. And what we did was we crafted a loan product that was really geared towards residential real estate investors and what they needed and what was common sense and also what we could sell to the capital markets and convince them to finance it. And the rental 30 is really what we came up with. So it's a 30-year fixed rate note what we do is we underwrite the property through an appraisal. So we will give up to 75% loan to value. We'll look at the borrower credit. We'll lend 630 and above. And then rather than look at the borrower's income, we look at the property's income. So we do that through the debt service coverage ratio. And what that means is just to make numbers simple, if they're getting rent of $1,300 a month, they don't need to pay more than $1,000 with interest, taxes, and insurance. So it's a great loan. It's been very successful in the market, and I think it's been well-received from real estate investors because of that. You mentioned you uh, created a loan product, and then you wanted to make it so you could sell it to the capital markets. Just for people who aren't familiar with that process, what does that mean exactly? And what did you need to do to gear it towards the capital market? Sure. So I think a lot of our competitors, they're huge institutional, really uh, 
debt funds, financial institutions, but ultimately their background is capital markets. So the first priority for them is crafting loans that are geared towards the capital markets, meaning can they securitize it, can they sell it, what's the best thing that the ratings agencies want to see, and they come up with all these loan criteria, and then from there, then they say, okay, what can we sell to the residential real estate investor? We are kind of the reverse. We came at it from what does the residential real estate investor want, and we crafted the policy around that, and then we said, okay, how can we push this on the capital markets that they can understand it and believe in what we're doing? So, you know, an example is with our product, it doesn't have to be occupied. So our clients can actually purchase a property with the rental 30 loan. Most other competitors have a six-month seasoning requirement uh, to prove the rental income. So that's one example of how ours is really geared towards the residential real estate investor. Just to drill in a little bit on the capital market, and when you initially went to them, knowing that it was different from what they'd seen before, what was the response, and did you need to tweak it some so that it conformed a little bit more towards what they're used to seeing? I think amazingly, we didn't have to tweak anything we were able to convince the capital markets that this is a great investment vehicle and that these are going to perform well because we understand what a good rental property looks like. Another differentiation between our product and some others, we have a much lower loan minimum. So our minimum loan amount is 45000 whereas some of our competitors are 175000 or 300000 or 500000 and our sweet spot is an investor that owns one to 20 properties. And uh, we've done more than that from individual investors, but that's really our sweet spot. And that's what's been very well received with the market. And when you say capital market, who comprises of the capital market? Just Ultimately, if anyone originates a 30-year mortgage, almost always they're going to have to have that financed because it's very hard to come up with individual financing on your own and keep it on your books for 30 years. So what you have to do is you have to understand either private equity, hedge funds, or other types of financial institutions. You have to have them either finance that loan or purchase that loan so that you can actually originate it because uh, with a 30-year product, you know, that's much more complicated capital than a fix and flip product that's burning off in on average nine months. So that's kind of what I mean by the capital markets. So if I'm a, a hedge fund manager and you approached me when you started this and you approached me with this program, this unique program, and I'm looking at this option from your company and comparing it to the traditional format that is typically underwritten, where it is based on the individual's income, there is a debt-to-income ratio, and you're maxed out at a certain amount of properties. Why would they even venture in your territory if they've got this other model running? Do they make more money on your program? Potentially, compared to a traditional bank, we are going to be a little more expensive than that with the interest rate. 
So the investor is going to like the higher coupon. But I think the main thing is a lot of investors are looking for a product that performs well, but they also want a lot of product. You know, there's not a lot of opportunities out there to really find a yield-producing asset, and mortgages is one of them. Mm. So if you can get comfortable with how we actually underwrite the loans, and again, we have less than a 1% foreclosure rate, ours is a great income-producing product, and that's why they want it. Mm. Now let's take a look in the future for your company. You mentioned that you all are working on, you got this 30-year for buy and hold, you got the fix and flip, and you're working on the commercial opportunity. Where does your company make the most money now, and where do you see your company making the most money in the future? We started the company with the fix and flip product because that was the easiest capital to raise at the time, rather than 30-year capital. So we started it with the fix and flip product We've been established in 40 states with that, and that's always been a great producing product for us. Overall, we believe that's about a $20 billion market, meaning that there's probably $20 billion in the U.S. that's currently outstanding in terms of short-term loans throughout the country. It's a significant market, but it's not huge. You compare that to the rental market, there are 14 million rental homes out there and you know it's about a 1.5 trillion dollar market there's less competition so right now you know our rental product has already overtaken our fix and flip product just because of the size of the market and then when you start looking over the horizon of us getting into multifamily and commercial you know one of the differences with multifamily and commercial is it's just a much larger loan size so mm-hmm. You may do less volume in terms of number of loans with the multifamily, but the size of the loans is so dramatically higher. You know, we believe that's going to account for a large portion of our income as well. So our goal from the beginning has always been to become the one-stop shop for residential real estate investors. And I think with our products that we have right now, that's what we've become. What's been the most challenging aspect of building this business? I would equate it to every time you double in terms of size, you always hit some type of plateau, and usually it's either operational or it's more business development personnel are needed or it's more capital that's needed. So every time the company doubles, it gets a little harder. We've come up with a proprietary inspection management system where our clients have a portal, they log on, they can do construction draws. That was a pain to get off and running, but it's been very successful and our clients have loved it. Uh, Raising capital for the Rental 30, that was cumbersome and tiring because you're approaching a lot of the capital markets who don't understand the real estate investor market like we do. Mm -hmm. They look at it from more of a traditional standpoint. And an example of that would be a lot of the people that actually own rental properties They might not have a ton of income coming in, but they have tons of assets because they're retired and they have these amazing rental properties, a lot of which are owned free and clear. The capital markets, some of those guys would say, no, that's not a good borrower because his debt to income is not what it should be. But we look at it as 
that guy has a lot of income producing properties that he owns free and clear and we understand what he's doing and he's been a, a great real estate investor which means he's going to be a great borrower so uh We've always had challenges at different levels, but it's been fun to overcome them and actually grow into the size company that we actually are now. When you were approaching the capital market, so hedge funds and private equity, initially, and as you just said, it was initially cumbersome and very tiring, what was the tipping point for you where you saw the light bulb just turn on in their head and they're like, oh, okay, let's make this happen. What did you say to them or how did you position this? I think that there were some products out there and I'm, I'm not going to name their names, but there were some products out there by competitors that sounded amazing from a capital markets perspective. So some of the characteristics of those products would be 9.5% interest rate, never exceeding 65% loan to value, minimum $175,000 loan requirement, six-month seasoning, all these different restrictions on the loan product that sound great to the capital markets, but their partners can't originate any of that product. Right, no volume. Because it's a a terrible product for the residential real estate investor. Mm. So have some conversations with those guys and said, well, you know, we want a ton of volume and we want it to look like this. And we never played that game. We really said, here are our underwriting guidelines. Here's the loan product and take it or leave it. We were able to find a great capital partner and it's been successful because of that. It's really interesting. You essentially identified an opportunity and then focus in on a pain point they had because they were teased with the opportunity before but it wasn't something that that entity or the company could actually deliver volume on because it wasn't desirable for the actual investor, right? A lot of how we started developing the product was thinking about the real estate investor first and then really trying to sell the capital markets on it. Most of our competition starts with what does the capital markets want out of a loan and then trying to sell or push that on a real estate investor oftentimes not really understanding the market and the needs of the customers, and it just doesn't work. So you can come out with this great product that the capital markets love, but if you can't originate any product, it's not a good loan because real estate investors aren't stupid. If the rental market is huge, you know, $1.5 trillion, and you know you got the fix and flip market, $20 billion, but $1.5 trillion for the rental market – why focus on anything else? I understand the fix and flip because that's your roots, but why try and go into commercial multifamily? It's always just been an iteration of the company to continue to grow. And when we look for capital sources, we're unrestricted in terms of the amount of capital that we can get out the door because we have great capital partners. So we're not confined to the amount of money that we can lend out. So as long as the products are performing well, which they are, we want to really serve a large portion of the market as large as we can. And that's the fix and flip. Then it was the rental 30. And we think those products have been terrific for the single family residential real estate investor. And then a lot of those same clients are asking us to do the 
multifamily or the commercial properties as well. And it's very similar to the fix and flip product. You know, it'll probably be an 18-month, two-year term that will provide not only the purchase price, but also the uh, construction for the multifamily and the commercial. So we think it really fits in with the fix and flip product that we already have. It's kind of a hybrid. It's kind of like a bridge loan? It's a bridge loan, but it's also uh, kind of a rehab loan for multifamily and commercial. Yep. Makes sense. John, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? When I think about successful real estate investors that I've seen in the market, all of them thrive because of the team that they've built around them. For example, I think appraisers, if you can find the right ones who are really good at telling you the value currently, but more importantly, what the value is going to be after the rehab, that's a tremendous value. Inspectors to make sure your contractors are performing the construction properly. Realtors are very valuable in terms of selling the property and helping acquire the property. Everyone needs a good closing attorney, a good real estate attorney, and then accountants. So I would just say think about it from a team perspective and build those teams and you'll get so much information on the market by just talking to them. So that would be my bit of advice. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're looking for new multi-unit investment options in stable top-notch markets, then turn to Fourplex Investment Group at fig.us. That's F-I-G dot U-S. Fig specializes in new construction multi-units and managed communities perfectly suited for A-caliber investors. Go to fig.us. Best ever book you've read? All the Devils Are Here, the uh, story of the financial meltdown. Best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it? I would say my combat in Ramadi. I think it taught uh, sheer determination and there's no better place to hone leadership skills than in combat. What's one leadership skill that you honed in combat that you apply in business? I would say communication. The number one morale killer in combat is not casualties. It's a lack of information. And I always made it a point to make sure everyone in our platoon knew what was going on. The intelligence that we gathered, all of our Marines, they go out, they risk their lives carrying out these orders. And uh, they don't ask for a lot, but they do want to be told what's going on, what information did you gather, what's the overall strategy, And um, that was something that we've taken to the company to make sure everyone in our organization knows what's going on. And then we not only stress that internally, but we want to pass that information to our clients to make sure that they get the best customer service possible. What's the best ever deal you've done? Uh, Best ever deal was at the time, it was the largest transaction for residential real estate in U.S. history. It was being part of a group that sold 1,400 homes to uh, Blackstone in Atlanta. And what was your role? I was one of the principals in that. Best ever way you like to give back? I love helping veterans find careers. I think oftentimes uh, our veterans are greatly appreciated in terms of the sacrifice they made while in the military. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of people recognize all of the skill sets and great traits that they bring to the business world. So not only do I help 
veterans with their resumes and helping them network and helping them sell themselves to employers. I also try to talk to HR managers and different types of CEOs and tell them the value of hiring veterans and why they should do that. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Uh, well, recently was probably buying my home in Camp Lejeune in 2005. Just unloaded that last month at a major loss, but I was glad to get it off my personal books. So far to date, that's been the worst transaction. And what's the takeaway? I mean, the takeaway is, I mean, I think I learned what everyone learned, that real estate is not a sure thing. It is a true investment. So, you know, you got to look at the markets, you got to look at the surroundings, and you can't just assume anymore that, hey, the market's going to go up at 15% every year, and this is a sure thing. And lastly, what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Uh, they can go to my website, lima1capital.com. It lists all of our information there. Uh, it has our email info at lima1capital.com, or you can call us on the phone, 404 404- Nine zero eight zero zero eight zero. Well, I love your story, and it, it truly is identifying a need in the marketplace and finding a, a pain. It, it's really identifying pain points all around, and then solving those pain points. So, pain point number one was for investors who want to scale their portfolio of one to four units, and finding a loan program and underwriting towards that. And then the second was selling that into the capital market and selling it in in a large part because other uh, competitors or other companies had products out there that were very uh, seemingly favorable to the capital market from a return standpoint, but they just weren't getting any originations done because the real estate investors are savvy and they they want to actually make money instead of getting destroyed on a bunch of fees and you know different terms and seasonings and things like that. So it's identifying those pain points and then saying, okay, well, we got this and here's what the volume we can do on it. Um, so I, I really enjoy learning um, from you and, and hearing your story and, and uh, how you've evolved the company and will continue to evolve the company. And, and again, thank you so much for your service, first and foremost, because as you mentioned, uh, boy, uh, the Marines go out there and risk their lives carrying out their orders and and um, yeah, they're, they're period. There's nothing else really to say um, uh, on that other than thank you. And uh, I'm glad that you shared the number one morale killer in combat is the lack of information and how you're applying that to the business world as well. I think that's a really important learning for every real estate investor. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for being on the Best Ever Show, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. I really enjoyed it. If you're looking for new multi-unit investment options in stable, top-notch markets, then turn to Fourplex Investment Group at fig.us. That's F-I-G dot U-S. Fig specializes in new construction multi-units and managed communities perfectly suited for A-caliber investors. Go to fig.us.